It's time for Q&A in the Kitchen, podcast edition, episode number 16. Special guest artist, tattoo artist from Creative Images, Sherry Sears, part one of three. Brought to you in part by Skin Kitchen Tattoo, the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, and Death Before Decaf. It's a show where tattoo artists and body piercers and those in the body art industry sit down and answer one question to the point where they beat it to death. So let's join the conversation now between Jack, Wesley, and Davo. But anyway... Did you know the situation? No. No, I didn't. Uh, welcome to Q&A in the Kitchen. Today we have a special guest. Sherry Sears of Creative Images in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> You'll cut in like some good applause or something. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, welcome to the couch. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be fun just to kind of let people kind of know where you came from and when you came from there and and where you're at. Kinda, oh, wow. You know? That's a, that's a big story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. But, you know, we can get to the more nuts and bolts. But just so they kind of have an overall idea of maybe who you are before we get into a question so they can... Put in perspective your opinion a little better. It all starts in 1980. Mm. Here in dumbass Des Moines, Iowa. Not a lot happening around here. Definitely not in the tattoo world. Not in 1980. I was lucky enough to meet somebody who moved up here from someplace else who was a tattoo artist. And he was nice enough to teach me how to tattoo. So I learned to tattoo in 1981. Um, kind of a, uh, he did not really have a tattoo shop. He kind of worked out of his house and other people's houses, so it was kind of an informal apprenticeship. Uh-huh. And I was lucky enough that he had one foot in the old school, in the sailors and bikers and 50s and 60s kind of tattoos, and one foot in what was starting to become what we now call the tattoo renaissance. Right. Where tattoo just kind of took on a whole different art form uh-huh. and uh, energy and all that yeah. sort of thing. And so I was blessed to really learn both worlds because you have to know traditional, you have to know old school, you have to know old. And back then there was there was still a lot of old school tattoo artists, and there was a lot of shit you had to know about them because they were not necessarily nice people, and they would fuck you up given half a chance. Mm -hmm. So I was warned about all that stuff. Right. And uh, but it was nice to just kind of learn in the new style and just kind of progress through the eighties and nineties and. And really just get into the modern era of tattooing, which is so exciting. Right. So, right. Because there's just everything. There's old stuff and really new stuff and kind of new versions of old stuff and old versions of new things. And yeah. Shit you never thought of. And right. People come up with crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, every time I go to Instagram, it seems like I, I just want to quit. <laughs> every yeah, time, when you see you what know, everybody else yeah. is doing, and you're like, holy I'm shit, like, that what? blows my mind. Yeah. 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 It knocks me it knocks me down a peg or two, which is really good, though, mm-hmm. you know, because you never want to be satisfied, in my opinion. You never really want to be 100% satisfied with your work. You want to look at it and go, I could have done that a little better. You know, or it's going to get bored. Well, yeah, and I think know? looking at other people's stuff, no, even though you feel like maybe you can't attain that level, but it it does inspire you to do right, that. Right, It's like, well, I can take this idea and apply it to something I'm going exactly. to do and make it yep. just a little bit better, uh-huh. you know. Or even, and yeah, that's fun. And it, 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 it kind of in a way it shows you what is possible. So it kind of shows you that, okay, you know, I thought my saturation was really good. But then you'll get on, you'll see someone's saturation that just looks like, 
Holy yep. crap. Right. So it shows you that, okay, you can, you know, I There's can saturate that better. Because, look, right. I, I, yep. I know it can. So especially, you know, we're all spread out. We have that. Now we're lucky enough. We don't have to send letters of our stuff back and forth. <laughs> right. and say, hey, Kyle, you know, uh, you know, I did this. What do you think? And then mm-hmm. wait a month to get... Well, so. and that is the nice thing, because, yeah, in 1980, we didn't, you know, there certainly wasn't shows on television about mm-hmm. tattoos. Right. They had just mm-hmm. barely started having tattoo conventions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had when, just when started having... One? Conventions started in, like, the mid to late 70s, like 76, 77, okay. 78. They had a couple of conventions. So they're just sprouting up right... They were just were... starting to, because they were just formulating, like, the uh, National Tattoo Association... Right was just starting to come into play. They were probably all and, in uh, just a lot of the bigger cities, too, then. So, were they? just like one, you yeah. know, they'd have one. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be one. Yeah. And that'd be, be like it. like national yeah. or... Oh, okay, yeah. I see, yep. Yeah, because, you know, in 1980, in the whole state of Iowa, there was maybe four or five tattoo shops. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. Whole state. And a lot of states were like that. Well, in some states, it was totally illegal. You know, it was illegal yeah. in Oklahoma until just a few years ago. Yeah. How many, you know, so how big of a... Six, I think. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I was, how many, how big of an operation was it when you went? Like, now you go to them and there's hundreds and hundreds, if some, if not thousands of people at these big, big conventions. The first uh, convention I went to was in 1987 in San Diego. San Diego. Oh, it was beautiful. What a great place. And, uh, mm, back then. Yeah, back then. <laughs> where I was, my little corner of it when I was at the convention. But uh-huh. uh, it was a pretty good-sized convention, I suppose, at that point. And, yeah, there's a tattoo floor full of people. And, yeah, so it was... You know, they were really up and going by then. By then they were... So you, know, you had probably... Did you have people coming from Europe and stuff at that point? Or yep, was it, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah. We definitely had Europeans and uh, mm-hmm. the Asians. Right. We're starting to come into play a little bit because in Japan, tattooing was very underground. Mm-hmm. Even though the Japanese tattooers were considered the masters of tattoo art, right. especially the masters of full body tattooing mm-hmm. and, and how things lay on the skin and how things should move and flow, and their their whole concept of tattooing was a lot different than the European sailor collector. I get one here and one here and one from this port and one from there, yeah. you know, and it's a totally different thing. But in Japan, it wasn't popular. People didn't think, oh, my God, it's beautiful. They thought, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know. And so that st- they started to come out of hiding in the 80s as as Americans right. found them. And right. went, oh, hey, we love you. They you come to America, we'll yeah. worship the ground you walk That's on. And they're very... like, dang, somebody appreciates us. Yeah, and, you know, thousands of years of tradition and training, and finally somebody finally cares. someone looks at it you know? as an art yeah. form, not a curse. Yeah. You know? But there's always been tattoo junkies, because that proves out there, in, you know, there's photographs of, of Asians from you know a long time ago with their full body tattoos mm-hmm. and you know in their hiding, and there's also lots. I have books and books full of old pictures of people you know from a hundred years ago with their tattoos, men and women. You know mm-hmm. some collectors, some obvious tattoo junkies that just have nice tattoos. You know they yeah. found somebody talented and they get good stuff. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, and other people just have bizarre collections. You know, women get some pretty strange things tattooed on them back in the day. You know, yeah, they but still you know, all in the name of fun, apparently, yeah, because yeah. you know, it's just true. kind of fun. And the sweet we sour. Okay, but you know, they might have thought, woo Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Things have definitely gotten. I think the standard for racy has risen yeah. quite a bit since. Right. Then. And also, you got to keep in mind that there was kind of a big push, from what I know of tattoo history, during the Victorian era. To the point where you had people that were of high station and high class getting tattooed, 
And then the World War started happening, and then it became kind of a commonplace, lower-class uh, thing. And then that stigma kind of stuck with it. And then, uh-huh. Right, right, because there's always tattoo fashion, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's in, and sometimes I've always been mm-hmm. amazed at this ride since the 80s. Yeah. Because I have always expected the wave to just kind of crash into the beach and for right. people to decide that, okay, that's just not cool anymore. Yeah. And half the tattooists are going hungry. Yeah. But that doesn't really happen. I and you know why? Out. So. I was just going to, I've thought about that before too, because when I got into it, um, early-ish, mid-90s, um, I was I was getting into it at a time where you couldn't really find a tattoo magazine anywhere but a but a, a porn store. Yep. Right. Um, yet there was there was Spalding and National, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, uh, biker. Yeah. Outlaw yeah. yeah, biker. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and stuff. But the magazines, if they showed any boob or bush, mm-hmm. then they were considered pornographic. And right. They had to be sold with a black cover behind the stand. So or, you know, I got pretty lucky in that, in a way that I, I, I fell in love with it. I'd be a tattooer, whether I was the only one or everybody was one. It just grabbed you, you know. And uh, but so we, and especially you, have tattooed so many people that had kids. Okay, and these kids grow up, and their mom and their dad have tattoos all over the place, and that's only been more true every year since since right. the early '90s, and it right. really started popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, these kids are growing up not seeing a tattoo on a bad guy in a, in a comic book or something like that. They're growing up seeing their grandfather or their father with these tattoos, and like, man, my dad's a badass. Mm-hmm. I gotta get that. Right. So it's slowly it just kind of eked and soaked into our culture to now where there are so many heavily tattooed people that are ra- that are raising people to them. Oh, well, my dad, my dad's friends, my whole life have been covered in tattoos. Well, obviously, I'm going to go get covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. So right. it's got it's this weird. It's, it's not a pair of jeans that kind of wear out, and you just don't buy another pair. You got those fuckers, and right. they're going to be there for your whole life. Right. It's not really a fashion. It 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 becomes almost it puts it's you into a, your personality. It shifts you in, you know. Mm-hmm. It shifts you into something, and once you're in there, it's a part of your life and who you are. And if your kids are coming from you, it's going to be a part of their life. It's like it's right. almost becoming a heritage. In a way, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I, I know yeah. you've experienced, like, it appears like I experienced, like, yeah, I've done, you know, that guy, and mm-hmm. then I've done his uh, his daughter, and now I'm doing the granddaughter and, grand, Absolutely. and grandson. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's just part of their life now. It's yeah. part of their culture. It's how it's part of their story as a family. Well, yeah, I think being a tattoo junkie is just like, it, you know, it's just like being anything else, you know. It's mm-hmm. just what you do, you know. Some people like to run. Some people like to get tattooed. Yeah. And some people like to, you know, drive cars, whatever. And how you know, you? everybody needs a hobby. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's kind of a hobby status. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. I do it for myself, yeah. you know, and I do it because I enjoy it, and right. I do as much or as little as I feel like, yep. you know, and I don't really do it for any other reason. So, mm-hmm. but and that's that's the way I feel too. I would that. I would tattoo if I didn't have to make money or if I didn't have bills or whatever. I would still tattoo. Oh, I would. Definitely I don't do tattoo. it because I have to do it. You no, know? I love to. I, I love to do tattoos, but I love to get tattooed. Ooh, you know. uh, See, for me, getting, for me, getting tattooed is the hobby status. I, I think the people to. that get them, I think it's a hobby status. 
when you're a tattooer, they expect you to have a certain amount of right, tattoos. Right, very and if true. If you don't, people think something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, which well, that wasn't a problem for me because the first time I saw a picture of a circus lady with all her tattoos, yeah, you're like, like yeah, that's that. me. <laughs> I want to do that. Getting back though to um, when you we were talking about families and how you've been, pier- you know, you pierced their dad and now the kid and all that stuff. Um, I've noticed that a lot, especially over the last five or so years, because of just the length I think I've been in the business. Now mm-hmm. there's people that were 18 when I'm tattooing, right. number 28 and 30. And now their kids are getting mm-hmm. to that age where they're getting tattooed. Um, so I know I hear occasionally, you know, um, here's my kid. I told them they're not going to anybody but you for their first tattoo and da-da-da-da-da. I imagine that has to be just even more so for you. What, how did, what, do, you, what does, do you think about and that? And it's kind of... It's funny because, yeah, Tattoo Junkie families where I've done, you know, the parents and the children and the grandchildren, and some of them I'm getting into, like, the fourth generation of the family, you know, which is fun. And it's funny because a lot of them will drag the kid in. You have to go to Sherry to get your first one. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine. I do the first one, and then they go find their other tattoo artist that's for them. Yeah, yeah. And I always have to tell the parents, because the parents and the grandparents don't... Well, you know, you did all ours, and you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, they need to do this, and it's like, you know, these kids don't want to get tattooed by their grandparents' tattoo artists. They right. want to go to some young hip guy and get tattooed, mm-hmm. and I don't right. find that offensive yeah. because we were all young once. We yeah. know what it feels like. Right. It's like now their grandparents don't want to go to anybody else. They just want to come to me and only me because mm-hmm. they've been doing. I've been doing that for thirty years for them. Yeah. they've never even been to anybody else. Right. You know, they feel weird. You know, and, I'm, and that's fine. It's just like your doctor, your dentist, your massage therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, the lady that paints your toenails. Whatever you have, your favorites. You know, yeah. and I, you use them for whatever the reason yeah. is. You know, right. and that's fine. But they got to let it go with these poor young kids <laughs> <laughs> and just let them. I don't mind doing their first one because yeah. I know I'll take care of them and I won't yeah. let them do anything too stupid. But, you know, right? And I, the other thing is, though, is that sometimes I'm in their corner because you know, mom and dad would be like, "Well, he wants this, and I think that's just dumb." And the kid looks at you, and I'm like, mm, "That's exactly. what you want to yeah. do." Right? You know? And then the kid's like, "Yes." Right. I think part of it too for the parents is like, and I, what I, what I've heard from a couple of them is. Well, if they go somewhere else after this, fine. At least I know they'll know what a good tattoo yeah. shop is and what a good tattoo is. And then after this, it's kind of their fault. Yep. So they want to give them right. that, okay, this is kind of what it should be like. I always for, tell the right, parents to tell the kid point. that they will buy them their first tattoo when they turn 18, when they graduate high school, whatever right. the deal is on, on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because in hopes that the kid will wait until they're 18. Sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, because what's worse is, you know, a, a 16-year-old gets a big head of steam and a couple cans of beer in him, and yeah. then something really stupid happens. And mm-hmm. we've all seen that stupidity, and it's like, yeah, that's a $1,000 cover-up, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it still ain't going to look great. Yep. You right. Know? <laughs> so do you think, so then, then I would think then you're a proponent or totally back the, the 18-year law then? And not not having parental consent? No, I do not agree with parental consent. They should just be 18. Or right. 16 so, or so in the state Personally, of Iowa. I'd assume not tattoo anybody under 25. Right. <laughs> well, to let <laughs> you know. If, 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 if I was making the rules, and, and no offense to young yep. people, right. it's not about your ideas, it's not about your immaturity yeah, mentally. <laughs> <laughs> it's about your immaturity physically. Your skin is young. Yeah. And. When you get tattooed when you're younger, those tattoos do not hold up as well as if you would wait a few years. Then when you get tattooed when you're a little older and you're 23, 24, 
those tattoos hold up better. You do make better decisions about things, <laughs> hopefully. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so not wanting to tattoo young people has everything to do with their baby skin, which is annoying to us tattoo artists. <laughs> <laughs> right, and for so everybody and on knows. the other end of that scale is my seventy-year-old customers. God bless them. I love them all, but their skin right? sucks. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's a sweet spot in the middle, but on right? the ends, it Head sucks. Twenty-five to sixty-five, go for it. Come on you in. Know, before yeah. Lotion all your life. Right. Well, so everybody knows there you have to be eighteen in the state of Iowa to get tattooed. There is no law on piercing. Um, it's up to the discretion of the piercer. And there is no parental consent law either. So you can't be sixteen or even seventeen and a half and say, Hey, my mom and dad say it's okay. That might be all well, but as far as the state's concerned, you're not old enough and your right. parents don't have the legal right to say you are. Did right. they remove the emancipation through marriage nonsense? I have run into that so <laughs> little. Maybe once I've never had life. anybody ever come in and go, look, yeah, I, I was well, emancipated through yeah. marriage. Right. In order to be emancipated <clears throat> is, is a pretty hairy deal. You'll probably it, turn 18 before that happens. Right. But it doesn't even no. say, it doesn't say emancipation. Because that doesn't count. It's no, a, it marriage. used to say through marriage. Through marriage. So, and so I have if you to get admit, that child bride. <laughs> yeah. And, and there again, it's difficult to get married if you're not 18. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that requires certain things to happen, and you will probably turn 18 before those things happen. It's a very weird thing. just threw so. that in there to shut up all the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, That's probably what day, it was. But why do they care what kids say? <laughs> I think they were just covering their butt. And, yeah, maybe. And they didn't make these rules till the 90s, which is kind of funny, although I'm sure they spent most of the 80s trying to figure out what to do about them. They didn't go into effect until 90. Mm. But uh, I'm sure a lot of that was just left over because... Even in the 80s, it was still not unusual for teenagers to get married. Yeah. That's true. It has yes. One parental that. consent. And once you're married, then you're considered a legal adult, even if you're only 16. Yeah. So, Good point, yeah. But, so I suppose they were just covering their butt in the case of... Yeah. But these days, people don't do that anymore. No. So. Right. Um, hopefully, they start marrying later, because that seems to be the mistake a majority of the people I know my age did. Well, you'd have to put down the controller and get off the couch and... Oh, Go out and meet people. It's fun. <laughs> you know how to be social and enjoy people. Well, let's take a break. Let's take a pee break. And um, then I, let's come back and talk about kind of the uh, technical side of things, about how our machines and maybe okay. our pigments and stuff have changed well, and how that's you push, affected. You want to push the coffee stuff? Uh, yeah, we could push yeah, coffee the stuff. Coffee is good. The reason we need to take a break is because I have to piss. Because <laughs> I've been drinking tons of Death Before Decaf coffee. Yeah. Uh, which is a local brand. Uh, she's super awesome. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, all the normal places. Uh, search for Death Before Decaf. And we will have all that information in the comment, or not the comment, the description section. Um, to go to their website and purchase that stuff. So purchase some, and it's great as a gift because then you buy more. Everybody <laughs> loves the gift of coffee. And people are yes. more willing to, I think, spend a little money on something if they know they're going to give it to somebody because they're not just buying mm-hmm. coffee, they're buying a little bit of love. Yep. Yeah, plus she has plenty of merch. Too. And I like getting ah, love that I don't have to dust. Yeah, right. Man, don't even get yeah. started on dust. All right. Uh, cut. Oh, okay, yeah. I got to piss. You have been listening to Q&A in the Kitchen, recorded live at the Skin Kitchen Tattoo, located in Des Moines, Iowa. 
Uh, those on the panel were Debo from the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, Jack Lowe from Skin Kitchen Tattoo, and Wesley Dickerson from the Skin Kitchen. If you'd like to see further episodes, please stay tuned. We'll be posting more in the future, and do subscribe. If you would like to watch the video version of this, go over to our YouTube channel. We post these every other Sundays. You can subscribe there and not miss one episode. So until next time, have a good day and happy piercing and tattooing. And if you're in the Des Moines area, we all hope to see you for your tattooing and piercing needs in the future.